Hey, Sviot. Hey, Tom. Hello, listeners. Hey, everyone. How you guys doing? Welcome. <laughs> you can't. You can't answer back. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> you clocked that as soon as you said it. It's a real shame. Hope you're all well. Let's, yeah, we, let's yeah, assume yeah. everything's going absolutely fine. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of All of the Things. Today we are going to talk about a not so eventful interview that happened last night. Yeah, it was it was a bit dry, you know. Nothing, like, nothing much to report. Yeah, we just not, had a not, couple of thoughts. Like, no, there's no real talking points after watching that. Like, just, yeah, I don't even know why we're recording this. My goodness, <laughs> what an absolute! Like, I, I, I very rarely swear on this podcast. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> what an ask absolute beep 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 <laughs> show! My goodness. <laughs> Yo, like, can I just say, when I saw the, the, the trailer that they dropped, like... These Americans, they yeah, go Yeah, they in. hyped it up. I was like, oh my, like... Dun, 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 yeah, dun. the music and everything, like, I, it's, boom, boom, boom. it felt like... I was like, oh my days, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Um, My blood pressure is going to... Yeah, like, I, I think this, the second trailer, I don't remember what, what it was, but the second trailer is was the like, one that worried me. Were you silence or were you yeah, silence? Yeah, yes, that, 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 the first one was insane because oh, she didn't say she a didn't single say a word. word and that was that that's oh by the way than... we're talking about harry and megan interview <laughs> yeah, on itv da 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 yeah, yeah. like <sighs> mate yeah that second one got me anywho no, i'm just saying all this to say that i i thought okay you know that that that's probably the worst of it like that's just the shock yeah like that's the clickbait and the yeah. interview itself is not going to be too eventful yeah exactly but fair enough we'll watch it yeah and then, then it, it just it went from zero to 100 real quick it was intense like i remember it just it felt like quicksand that that's that's how i can mm-hmm. summarize my experience watching it mm-hmm. just literal quicksand um, you're wearing a hoodie and you drew the strings yeah, over your head I, yeah, so you had the, only your little eyes yeah. peeping out you were <laughs> it so just uncomfortable kept worse and worse and cuz i think i went into it thinking that um all the drama would just be like maybe i don't know like an, maybe the first hour and then we'll get a sense of what their life is like in the states cuz i i I, oh, okay. I was genuinely intrigued well, like in, a almost like celebrity like not like you know how they did the south africa tour um where oh, okay. they, so like the, the, the entire focus wasn't on them it was like on the on, projects on the projects and stuff i was like okay maybe they've set some stuff up in the states that we don't know about or maybe they're gonna show how they're still like supporting their charities that they no were oprah came like, in with a mission my, yeah it was my, my girl came in like, and said are you ready to talk now are you ready to talk now are you ready to talk now <laughs> And then she finally got the yes. She organised it quick, smart. Got him in a got him in a garden. Sat him down. Can I just say as well that garden looked amazing. Okay, like, I don't Co- know who paid for that. That furniture was on point. Mm-hmm. Like, well, these rich people have money to spend. <laughs> so she established very quickly off the bat that they were not paid for the interview. Yeah, and that uh, they didn't prep any questions. Yeah, and she was allowed to ask whatever she wanted. Which I think yeah, was I remember pretty cool. you were shocked when I told yeah, you. I was that like, they wait, they're not paid. getting paid. So yeah. she got paid what seven mil, nine mil. Look, Oprah, she's she's a queen in my heart. Yeah. Like, she led me to my Angelou. I will forever be in Oprah's debt. But 
she's rich enough. Do you know what I'm saying? I, what's you, that? Yeah. What What's she doing with nine more mil? The, the thing that I, I don't do know. Hope... I just feel a little bit uncomfortable that she's like <laughs> taking all the money from yeah. from the well, talent. To be fair, like some of that money will go on her production costs and then like the the mm-hmm. legal aspects of like because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like a bunch of legal like. Mm. I's and T's that needed to be dotted and crossed but yeah but I'm just saying they weren't paid so she took that money she would have paid them so even if they were only to get paid what like seven pound an hour for the (laughs) (laughs) she got that she got that feeling like she kept that in her pocket yeah I'm just saying I found it odd that they weren't but then I get that it kind of it's bigger than getting paid yeah 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 it was more about like like, sharing their truth it's one of those ones is like how much would you pay to share your side of the story un like unfiltered or it was a little bit filtered but yeah you know what i'm saying like it i guess that in in that scenario meant more to them than any financial game yeah 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 and i don't know why but i keep like feeling sorry for them like oh my god like how are they ever gonna and i never have to remind myself wait they're like top one percent of the entire world they're absolutely fine they I live in a that, wonderful mansion i hear that 100 mil contract with spotify yeah. or netflix whatever that no, is no 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 i i do hear that but it, it it sounded like um you know with him being cut off financially and stuff yeah like it could have been a real situation real quick like because well, yeah they had to stay in tyler perry trust tyler perry to come through <laughs> on this story trust tyler perry just do you know what i'm saying yeah. like he's just he's he's always about like he's he's i don't know you can count on him to show up yeah, he's that guy that just works he's in the that guy in the background because like, he's just setting up studios in atlanta yeah exactly he's hooking up <laughs> harry and megan with a mansion and security in their time of need you know he's so super charitable like he does he does mad yeah anyway but it's about giving back to your community. Yeah, just kind of was like, oh, yeah, like, they're actually in the 1%. And then I keep going back again to, well, actually, if you were that famous and your life was at risk as much as theirs are, you would need a lot more money for security and stuff yeah. like that. And imagine, anyway. yeah, it would run out really quickly. Like, yeah. it's, it's one of those ones is that we think, of, like, how can I put it? That level of money is normalised for them. Mm. So, like, their running costs and, and all of that stuff is, like, it sounded like, how can I put it? Yeah, like once you're shopping at Whole Foods as standard, that's now your new that's now your new level, and now security is just another level on top of that. Yeah, that that is not and for everyone. And it's not like that security is an extra. Like that security is necessary for the survival of your of, life. Because, for real. Like, because f- if you think about it, like terrorist organizations or all sorts like bro it, it's different like he do you know how it's, like it's, it's not like kim kardashian and like yeah. them lot that have security twenty four. Like I get that you're famous like yeah. and you want security I, a lot of celebs have security yeah. but this is the that the most famous couple in the world international figures yeah. in, connected that, that, to the head of state of the country like right that is... who who are controversial in of themselves yeah. right like the royal family is not imagine if putin just rolled up and just like kidnapped them or yeah lo- or... and then on top of that they get a bunch of death threats and racism yeah, and like, blah, blah. It's just yeah. For... anyway whatever what was your general reaction watching it um not surprised and uh feeling like i mean we'll get into it but my my main feeling was uh disappointment that i know nothing nothing meaningful is going to come from this because the only outcome now they've said their truth the only outcome now is that the royal family and the press 
double down because they can't the media and and the royal family can't now turn around and go oh do you know what like everything they said was right like you know we we maybe twisted some stories we whatever whatever um they have to double down now they have to because they can't they can't admit fault here but then them doubling down and saying no they're the lies they're the lies it just proves everything that we see now in the media coverage around this whole story proves their point even if you don't like them even if you don't believe that they you know did 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 whatever they could in the best possible way whatever um acted selfishly money hungry whatever you want to call it the media coverage coming out of it with even within the, the five minutes after the show the itv news came oh, on that was and it proved their that point was... that point that whole point their premise uh for those that missed it <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong tom is that the media spins lies and perpetuates a, a false narrative and perpetuating uh, a false they narrative. don't report the news they create the news they don't like, report the news they create the news and then then their follow-up point is that the royal family participates in that as part of a invisible contract yeah. meaning that the royal family and the media play together and they try and play play nicely so that it serves the both parties right. and so that so that's their that's their premise right is that that's what's happening so then the follow-up from that is their treatment and all of the things that happened to them that the royal family didn't step in to protect them, et cetera, et cetera. So like that's then their life story. But my my issue, my takeaway was like anything that comes out of it now proves their point that the media is doubling down. The royal family doubles down. They're not going to admit at fault. They're not going to do anything. And they kept twisting it in that five, even in that five minute piece that after the thing, yeah. they twisted it all around the incendiary what's what incendiary incendi- I can't remember all of the all of the things that Megan said that were popping off and the sensationalized con- con- elements yeah controversial it, yeah. they were sensational sensa- sensationalizing different aspects of what Megan was saying and again focusing on Megan it's not about Megan it's about the couple I think that kind of pisses me off is because it's like you you we've just watched an hour and 45 minutes of like really long detailed answers with context with all yeah. of the nuance and, <laughs> exactly. and so on and so forth and then you just get slammed at the end with this like Megan re- said this horrible thing like, yeah, like and it's, it's like, like oh what? so she was right then so again oh sorry I've dropped my phone so again like even if you don't like them you've they they continue to, to it, it continues to I don't know become evident that they they are onto something that the media is in fact against them it serves them to be against them and the royal family doesn't repeatedly doesn't step in to protect them when they do so for other family members the reasons why they don't step in we can get into like the the maybe it's about race maybe it's about something the fact that she's not british maybe it's all these other reasons that make lots of sense whatever whatever but it doesn't I mean, the point's still the point, right? That, you know, that the media is not here to, like you say, is not, as as she said, creates the news. They're not reporting on it. Yeah. They thrive on the misery and the, the and sensation, sensationalizing the lives of, of these people. And they get the whole thing of, you know, you're famous and blah, blah, blah. Bro, he was born into it. He didn't have a, he didn't have a choice. And that's actually going back to our, royal family podcast where we talked about the crown 
Um, and he, uh, Prince Harry actually talks about how the crown, he actually prefers the crown to the media coverage. Cause he's like, at least the crown's fictional and creative. Yeah. At least it's a creative take on things. And it's based on some, some kinds of truth and historical facts. Um, you know, and we can see from the crown and, the, and how, how the royal family is depicted that it is an institution, that there is a lot of people at play, right? That there's the PR team and the comms team I and like that, all of this th- stuff. To be honest, like I know the, the bits that people are going to talk about most will be the who made the racist comment mm-hmm. and um, around maybe making comments on like the state of Megan's mental health and mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like the thing that, I'm worried that is gonna get swept under the cover, um, under the, yeah, under the rug. Rug is the, the institution. Like that's the thing that worried me most because I feel like, with I remember explaining this to you, um, like yesterday when we watched it. I feel like with the racist comment and with Megan's mental health state, mm-hmm. I feel like those were like fixed moments in 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 time. Right. Like those were those were incidents. Those right. Those, that's things that's happened and is now in the past. That's not to say that it's not messed up, and that's not to say that it's not going to have long lasting effects. But I think the thing that is more insidious or yeah. is more damaging is this. Is the system? Is this system? This institution? Because I w- watching the crown like just showed me that well not showed me but it 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 labored the point <laughs> yeah it labored the point and it taught me that the queen doesn't really act on her own volition or exactly like, and i think when i was watching this like i i i hold the queen in really high regard and after watching this i my opinion of her as a person didn't necessarily change too much mm. but i still i how can i put it i'm still very much aggrieved with like the system and like the decisions that she's forced to make because like as they were saying there's the family and then there's the institution the firm yeah Yeah. the firm and that institution is messed up because then there's all these advisors and stuff like harry even said in in the interviews that there's like really bad advice being flung around that's what's upsetting to him is that the queen receives bad advice of like when not to speak to them and all of this she's basically a puppet like that's my point is that that that's their that's their their truth that's yeah. what they came out to say is that it's it's a system it's an institution that works and plays in the playground with media and when you've got that toxic relationship nothing good can come from it yeah. and the members themselves the members of the royal family are silenced are not allowed to you know like they have to almost like the Saudi princess that's trapped in the bloody yeah, you know like you have to re- relinquish your passport and your driver's license you're not allowed to like do anything yeah. or go anywhere without these advisors and these different teams dictating that stuff so and that goes right up to top brass but yeah no that's that's kind of my my point too is that's my takeaway is that it's because that's still active like that, yeah of course that, that system and then I keep thinking to myself like okay these are like the royal communications team or whatever yeah and get like, a new team bro no, like. yeah no more they need to do that but then think about it communications team okay what what's their background most likely gonna be they're gonna have worked for other pr agencies they're gonna have, tabloids. To have dealt with tabloids that some of them might have even come from that world and I, i'm now worried that um 
that there's like a constant revolving door between to- there is of the course tabloids there is. Yeah. and and then hearing these stories about this invisible contract and holding yeah. parties and in, in the royal grounds and stuff like it that i um, it's just it's an it's indictment like- on this country i feel like pro i feel like us as people and the fact that we're all shocked and like a lot of people feel ashamed and and I feel like we're reacting right to this. We're not reacting irrationally. Mm-mm. We're not like overblowing this. Like I feel like um, we're like reckoning and like reflecting because obviously, like like it or lump it, um, the royal family like it's a big part of the identity of this country. Yeah, and, it's like and to ref- know that they're getting in bed with the people that are causing so much pain to yeah. so many. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like so I. It, it that's the reason why people are so stunned because it's like these peeps represent our country we're the citizens of this country like yeah it, it kind and you of know affects how me? you're received around the world as well like yeah and what i was saying to you last night was i i'm annoyed that i got got like someone like yeah, me I, someone that's like educated yeah when Megan broke it down like how... i'm not i'm not super into the the meat like i don't go on the news every single day i certainly don't read tabloids but all of the news i did see i believed yeah because we're just because we're just dealing with the information that we do presented come across, to you yeah and yeah. we might not buy into um the world view of these newspapers or these tabloids right but we and we but the, i think the wildest thing is that it it's like it like it reminded me of the the election in america and it's like they looked at us and they're like okay where you can't you're not gonna vote for trump so let's suppress like let's suppress your yeah so vote, it's like yeah. they're still getting their way whether but this or not is what i'm saying it's like whether you're right-leaning or left-leaning all the media was yeah. saying the same thing so this is what i was saying to you about like the the whole narrative around them deciding that they wanted to leave the royal family and step down yeah right that was regardless of what source you went to and again this is my point like left you know i'm not reading the sun I'm not reading Daily Mail, yeah, but I still Express. bought into the narrative through the sources I was reading. Yeah, it's tossed around that, like it's a fact. And well, yeah, exactly. Like, that it, it was a fact that they chose that. Yeah. And also that they sort of did it as a short-term decision, right? Whereas they said, no, yeah, we were talking were about like, it for two years. Like, oh, they blindsided her. They blindsided and, her. Like, the, the, yeah, the queen didn't know about it, blah, blah, blah. And then the royal family put out a statement as if to double down on that, to say, oh, God, whilst we didn't know about then, all of this, we're so, you know, we're, we're going to keep talking to them about, no, you lot knew about this for a long, long time. And the, my point is that regardless of what source you went to, the narrative was that they chose this and they, they did it very short notice. And I'm annoyed that I got got, that I believe that narrative. And I understand why I believed it because the royal family never corrected it. Yeah, they never put out the Buckingham yeah, Palace never put a statement out and said. Of, and that's her point yeah, is that like they at every time they had an opportunity to correct the yeah. narrative and they didn't take it. They doubled down on it or they stayed silent. But then going back to the whole um like um revolving door between the press and the. Because think about it, the way that these things go is like if they put out a statement or a correction, it has to go through somebody else. So it's like there's <laughs> even if the royal family fought different, there's clearly some gatekeepers that then influence them. Otherwise, it, it's just yeah. it's like, as I said, like, yeah, the racism and the and the mental health we'll situation is bad. And we will talk about that. But 
that I just that situation, that whole setup is is rotten to the core, and it's affecting us even when we think we're not affected. Totally, by it. I'm not bought into all of this stuff, and I still felt like I felt like an idiot when Megan was I felt explaining manipulated, that. Yeah, for real, for like, real. Even though, yeah, I might have taken a position that was counter to what the sun was pushing out. I wasn't getting yeah, angry that's at it. her. We we were like, oh great, they've made this choice for yeah. themselves. But blah blah, blah. we were supportive of them, yeah. but it was still based on a false narrative. Yeah. They were not. That wasn't their I, plan. That wasn't their plan. The way Oprah was like. So if you if you felt supported by the royal family and if things, you know, basically if X and Y turned out differently, would you have stayed? They were like, yeah, absolutely. We'd still be there now. Da, 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 da. And also Whereas well, we've been led yeah. to believe that they were dying to leave and it was very short notice and they were finally, they basically, it was the straw that broke the camel's back and they'd had enough and yeah. then they had to go. And they, I didn't know that they, they left for Canada expecting to stay full yeah they time. just wanted to fade into the background but still yeah. serve the queen when we didn't possible. know that yeah. we weren't told that it wasn't and and again the royal family had opportunity to correct that narrative and they didn't and, and that's f- where they are not innocent in this they're not bystanders they bystand bystanders they have they have a role to play in you know in telling the truth and that's all that's all they want yeah. that's all the couple wanted was when something when something kicks off in the papers that's completely wrong and inaccurate, like the fact that she made Kate cry, just just say it's not true. Just tell the truth and say, yeah, no, that's not true. We know it's not true. Stop stop saying that, you know? But they never they never did. And I think it was their silence and their complicity that was part of the problem, right? To me, that her making that point and illustrating it and demonstrating it with the examples that she used. So many examples. To me, that just made this interview worthwhile, them doing. Because, yeah, because now I'll never believe a thing I see again. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's I'm, an education. I'm thankful for that. Just, just that, <laughs> yeah. that little section there, like... You know, because I, I was, I was thinking, I was saying to you, like, I was, I was listening to LBC like the day before yeah. um, the interview eight. Oh no! So when, because um, the, the timeline was, America watched it Sunday night. We saw it Monday night. Mm-hmm. So on Monday morning, when America was reacting, the British press had a field day yeah. speculating yeah, about exactly, what yeah. might so, be on the, yeah. that evening. <laughs> so I was listening to LBC during that point, and then this guy was coming on and was just saying that like, uh, um this is a family matter like you don't do this to family and x y and z and then like i even felt my positioning a bit soft like was softening i was thinking to myself you know what like maybe this isn't the best format like yeah yeah to, yeah to air See? Your grievance. See? and because i was worried because of this the way that cbs edited highlight clip yeah. came out i was like oh my days this they're is, about to destroy the yeah, whole this family is gonna be da, da, da. messed up like but then watching it like I, it's actually the other way around yeah like they needed to get that information out like it's it was one of those ones it's like how can I put it like as Megan said it's like did they really expect us to stay silent for so long like their I, whole I, life I get it that's not being life. and she's probably made out to be like like she's some sort of drama queen or something for saying that but I get it like mm. I truly do like it's just there's only so much you would be able to take, but it's it's more just that it's so blatant that yeah. you you are in these four walls and you're not allowed. She she said she didn't leave the house for two months, and all of these things were being written about her. And she asked to go to 
see a friend for lunch and she was told by the institution no you're not allowed to the papers are going wild about you right now you're not we don't want to add any more fuel to the flame and her point is what flame I'm sitting in my house. I haven't left the house for two months. Because they've probably been feeding the newspaper. They've been feeding it. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, and this was before lockdown. Now we all know what it feels like to have not be able to leave the house for two months and how that can drive you crazy. And imagine being, you know, in that. And I get it, you know, oh, it's a lovely house. It's a palace, blah, blah, blah. No, I get, I get the whole privilege thing, but it doesn't change the fact that your autonomy is stripped from you, yeah. that she's not allowed to do anything like the because the papers are fueling a flame that, that they created. Yeah. Megan is sitting at home doing fuck all. And it doesn't matter because there's a bunch of stuff being written about her. So she's not allowed to go out. Yeah. It's, it, it's like, you know, we're just laying, waiting for the press to what go to bed, have enough. What, what are we waiting for? She can't live her life like toxic, that. Man. It, it's just, and a lot, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, like toxic family relationships or... Wait, it was four months. She only left the house in four months. Sorry. Oh my goodness. She left the house twice in four months. Sorry, yeah. I, I'm checking my notes. She left the house <laughs> twice in four months. Yeah. I, I mean... It, That's mad. The, I, it, if, I'm just like... Do it's you know some what she said? So, some form of bondage, man. It's, I'm, it's I, not... I quoted her. Go on. I'm everywhere, but I've been nowhere. Yeah, I remember that. No one, uh, everyone talks about how it looks. So the whole the whole thing was, I'm not allowed, you're not, you know, you shouldn't leave because of how it will look because there's these things, these things and those things are being written about you in the papers right now. But she said, no one's talking about how it feels. Yeah. Everyone's talking about how it looks, but no one's talking about how it feels. What's she saying about perception and, and reality are two different things. Yeah, you're, you're being judged, judged on the perception, yeah. but you're living the reality. That line got me. Yeah. Right? That, I, think, I think that was like she one had some of the lines, first you know? breaks. Yeah, like she's got bars. Like honestly, like, I think if she was to write a book, it would be. For, I'm like, thinking that tell all is gonna be, be really lit. good. Like she's got a great like. She's yeah, she very comes articulate. out of it sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, a one woman show. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel like the, imagine that 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 machine. They're just you know, and and again the whole thing of like, well, they're paying their own, they're paying their bills. You know, what else do you expect them to do? Well, we expect them to be journalists. We expect them to report on the news. We don't expect them to create nonsense so that we read it, so that our perceptions are shifted. Harry in a kind of, I think it was like an extra clip said that um, some people in the media industry, like I think he was at a dinner thing, like a charity dinner thing. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, don't, don't, this is when he first announced that they were stepping back temporarily, I think. Um, they said, don't do this. The media is going to destroy you. You know, the country is really bigoted. And he said, no, the country isn't. But if the media is continue is bigoted and the institutions, you know, that the media um, cater to and belong to are, then what they produce filters out into the content, right? And then that affects perception. So the public isn't bigoted, but what their, if, you know, their opinions and their views on things are being informed by these bigoted institutions. So I, I take that point. I mean, I still kind of feel like the country's bigoted, don't get me wrong. And I, I do believe- I feel like it's, you know, when I was discussing, when I was explaining the Overton window last, on the yeah. last episode, I feel like the newspapers have like periodically and systematically shifted yeah. that window into- Of what's acceptable. Yeah, mm-hmm. into a bigoted space. Mm-hmm. 
And then you could argue that this interview shifts it back to... Kind of take a step back a minute. Yeah. Let's let's observe whether it was really okay for someone, for a paper to, to publish a front page story about whether Archie would look like a chimp. Yeah. Can, let's just check ourselves there quick yeah. and see if that was really Did appropriate. Yeah. There's a screenshot. Oh, my days. So it's like, yeah... We, I thought that we was love... just an, uh, an example like that you just plucked out the sky or something like no, that, that actually happened. happened yeah no we saw on the um, thing yeah amongst other things I mean geez like you know so I feel like this, this is the I don't know I, I, I kind of feel like the meet the public are so quick to and like I've said we've been got right we've been manipulated yeah. and we're so quick to think that the journalism that we we participate in is not this as well because yeah like it was that earth shattering for me like I'm and here's me thinking that I'm well read and no, I, that's, I that's consult it. a variety that's it. of sources and all the rest of that jazz but yeah it's just yeah because like you would read a guardian article about it and they would obviously naturally be supportive of the couple for doing what they were doing but it was still based on a false narrative that it was their choice so you know that was their choice not to name their not to give their son a title that it was their choice not to accept not to have security or it was their choice not to um you know be in the royal family at all it was their choice to leave Canada and because they wanted to go to LA now to be famous and celebs. You know, all of this stuff. I mean, there's so many examples. And then obviously prior to them even getting married, a bunch of stuff around her, you know, I feel her like, character. I, honestly, it all started off then. I feel like the institution, like these men in grey suits or whoever mm. it is, I think once they made that decision to step back and leave, I feel like they've now got some sort of vendetta against them. Because how else would the and this is conspiracy, um, like territory, mm-hmm. like fair, like I I can see. Don't, don't take this as gospel. But how else would they have gotten the location of where they were, like if they weren't tipped off? Mm-hmm. And like, how hard would it be for the for the palace to just be like, yo, Daily Mail, like here's a free one. They're in so and so place in Canada. Yeah, because they're trying to preserve the characters and yeah, the narratives like, of. Of quote more important royals, yeah. So, and when it's like they do. They that have by... to do this dance with the press where they say, "Okay, can you? Pro- we need you to protect the character of Prince Charles and Camilla yeah. because they're going to be the next king and queen." So, you know, if there's a story that's about to come out about them or whatever it might be, they say, "Okay, well, you can have this one about Meghan. Just don't, just don't touch Charles." Like, yeah. it's it's. You can you can see that it's happening. It's like bargaining chips and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because like, just... the thing is, they have to protect the entire royal family as much as they can, right? Yeah. The, the whole pr- like premise of the royal family, the fact that you know they're a great institution, that we should you know have them around forever. That's that that's their bottom line, right? Is we need to keep public perception in in the positive on this one, and they basically she was a sacrificial lamb that that relationship because it was because it's not so important to the lineage it's it's like well we'll give you a field day on that just protect William and Kate and all this sort of stuff and it's evident in the different kinds of coverage that they received as pregnant women for example um, amongst other things but you know well, there's many things that need to change as a result of this whole situation but yeah that that whole setup and and they need to not be fearful and like I, I, I don't even know 
like if we can chuck the press in the bin but no we can't that's i think (laughs) but you you're right that the nation i think we just have to come to some kind of reckoning and understanding of what what's happened and yeah and what we accept as truth and what and and even just what good journalism is because and i guess we i was naive i didn't i didn't know that the royal family were this in bed with them that they hold you know christmas dues for the press that they do these kinds of they really try to keep them sweet now bear in mind i'm not surprised now i've learned that i'm not surprised because the they are a dwindling institution that you know it's not really relevance exactly and they're not um they're not popping and the country doesn't need them as much that we don't we i know you you know as far as you know you get royalists in this country and then you get you know the the opposite but generally they're not they don't hold as much power or relevance so it makes sense that they're they're trying to you know keep keep the media suite i get that but i was i was surprised that i don't know it was i was surprised to learn that it was to that extent i guess the fact that they knew all of this and they didn't correct it i was thought oh god like you you know like you're not even gonna do that one little thing and the fact that they said that meg megan said that it's almost like they have you're entitled to one nuclear option per however long right you're in your lifetime you're allowed the royal family will step in to protect you once when it counts and she had to ask her dad are you doing are you getting in bed with the media i can try and kill it but it's either this or it's or something that happens to my kids someday you know the royal family is not going to protect me for both instances Mm. type thing and it's like why not and i get why not because they're trying to stay relevant and trying yeah. to keep them sweet. But what a what a noose around your neck. It, it doesn't bode well that you as an institution are, are that weakened, that you can't stand up for yourself yeah, when it I counts. Yeah, I think because uh, like, when you think of like a king or a queen, you think of a strong person. You think... Like, I remember seeing um, the Oprah interview that she did on CBS like the day after with mm. Gail King, her bestie, and, and so on and so forth. And then like... I think they were talking about this specific issue around people making decisions for the queen. Like, mm. And you're, you're thinking, like, hasn't she put her own stamp on, on the role? Like, it's, it, it just, and, and I know the crown kind of, like, demonstrated It touches it, on this, so they it, basically have to stay silent. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, you're not really in power. No, that but that's that's the point. That's why it calls to question the relevance a, yeah. and the purpose of them. You're like just ceremonial at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely, it, it's just like, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm sure you can wield some sort of power. Like you do have some sort of levers, but you're not like how can I put it? I feel like they should be setting the tone. They should be setting the example. And I'm not just talking about example in terms of like this is what rich people are like and we mm, live in these mm-hmm, fancy houses mm-hmm. and we have all these cars and these assets but morally i feel like they should be setting the tone or setting the direction or like just even should... moving with the times yeah, my exactly. god like this is it's not so then i was gonna say that that moves us on nicely to the the um the whole thing around race yeah because megan touched on this idea that um and i think we all believe this naively some of us did um that megan coming into the family was a new dawn of a new age that it was a second wind for the royal family that it breath you know what's the word like it 
I don't know. It just brought modernizes. you. Yeah, modernized, brought, brought to life the royal family and, and um, made connections for the royal family to um, with the Commonwealth. And, you know, this idea that having some having a person of color in this as a senior member in the royal family married into the royal family who would bear children that, you know, would fo- yeah. would carry that lineage would be a real symbolic uh, step forward for the, for the family and people in the Commonwealth, vast majority of which are, are people of color could relate to the royal family in a new way. So she she was cognizant of that and she she brought that to the table. Um, and she then was assuming that that would be the case. And, and again, when issues came up that they didn't step in for, they didn't, they didn't comment on anything. When 72 MPs stood up and defended Meghan for the way she was treated in the press um, and the colonial references that were made Th- in the uh, press. That was um, across across the house so it wasn't just like Labour it was like right. Labour and Conservative and the royal family said nothing you know and also it's like, well, like you, they haven't clocked that this is an opportunity for you to stay relevant this is the opportunity and look just on that okay so normally they stay out of politics right but because it was but it's um, about your it's about your daughter they your were essentially given an olive branch there because they yeah. could have intervened because it wouldn't have been like politically um no so it was bipartisan yeah exactly yeah and it's uh... and they didn't say anything so again and and then the comments around archie's skin skin tone again this is something you mentioned earlier that it's kind of that's an incident but yeah. i think what it speaks to and everyone's latching on because it's a sensationalist thing but it, what it speaks to is just that the royal family hasn't moved with the times like our our our, ex, our expectation that that would be the case has not come to fruition and you know they are who they are and it's actually naive to think that they were ever going to change when you think about the history of the royal family and you know the the parts it played in in the colonial in in colonialism um and the hold they still have on the Commonwealth and these countries and the disenfranchisement of these countries. You know, it speaks it speaks volumes as to the royal family's inaction in those situations. Um, and now it's closer to home. The fact that they have a person of colour in the family and they didn't treat them so well uh, speaks volumes, right? But, um, you know, I think it's, it's an interesting... Oh, hello. Uh, it's an interesting one about race, but I think it was quite a funny time because you were laughing a couple of times every time it was mentioned. You were like, "She's mixed race." Yeah, I, <laughs> that, that was that. my overriding. Like, I had to keep pinching myself and just reminding myself that, like, um, not to minimize her experience whatsoever, but like that Megan is mixed, re- mixed heritage. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I'm just like, what would happen if there was like an actual fully for black person? For real, for real. I, it, it was, I don't know. And that's not, I I know they just see us all the same and and, and some, just because I, I, I don't, I, hopefully I'm not offending any mixed race peeps, but, or mixed heritage. I need to keep saying heritage. As one human race, we all have different heritages. Um, oh, right, fair enough. It, it's just... Yeah, I, <laughs> basically she's she's um what's that term white passing? Mm-hmm. She could technically white pass if she really wanted to in mm-hmm. terms of like her features. She's got really fair skin. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's on the lighter end mm-hmm. of um the spectrum. Oh, the spectrum, yeah, of what <laughs> of what it could have been. 
Um, which made me think if we were type kids, like they, like are uh, you are you commenting on the color of our yeah, skin no, to I'm the skin like... tone of our babies? Are you commenting no, on this? No, I'm just making the point that. Um, are you expressing concern expressing for what the concern. child might look like and <laughs> what it not, could I'm, mean for the I'm family? Happy either way, like I'm just yeah, like for example, my sister's lighter than I am. Like mm-hmm. I, I get that whole thing, but I think the way that it was reported saying that there was concerns, it wasn't like a a genuine intrigue or yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not. Man. yeah but i think a lot of people are trying to say yeah but what if it's casual you know what if it's just like a casual interest and it's like, oh they're just curious they just what if it was just posed as oh what skin tone will your baby be i still find that really bizarre if someone was yeah. to ask me that based on our relationship like and what oh what skin tone do you think the baby why the why the frick does it matter why does <laughs> it matter why is that a talking point a human being. why is that a talking point yeah. So I, like, I, I still find it bizarre. It's it's a microaggression. It's still racist undertones yeah. that you're that you're fetishizing or or expressing or you know interest in that. It's it's, it's, it's weird. Like you pull up a seat and you're like, okay, is the racism gonna come out now? Like, yeah, because it's like I don't really <laughs> care what you're what why you're asking. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It you know it's like what are you what what where's your imagination taking you that you feel the need to ask that question so i i'm, I'm not really i'm not here to like minimize that or or or, or act like that's an innocent question I, I don't think there's anything particularly innocent about it because the fact that you're asking it is weird it's bizarre that that's even on your on my, the on your dome that you're asking me that do you think but that's then, one of those institution gray men in suits acting through well that's why i'm thinking i don't know what kind of innocent question that would be like the only thing i can think of would be someone that is in their 90s that's like oh what like because you know people in their 90s tend to be a bit more (laughs) old-fashioned tend to have more bigoted views you know as we move the times the overton window moves right And those questions may have been acceptable 50 years ago. But interesting, interestingly, they, the grandmother and grandfather aren't the ones that asked that question. So then it begs the question, you know, who look, did, I'm right? And I get to, the I'm point. I'm not trying to like gloss it up too much or say that she's whiter than snow or whatever. But like, I think she's, I, when I see her on her Commonwealth tours, the Queen, when mm. she used to do them, because obviously she doesn't travel as much now like and then watching the crown and stuff i think she really does actually care about the commonwealth and like other people yeah but i'm not here to ju- like I'm that not, doesn't I'm mean shit to, to gloss, me you shouldn't have any influence over what I'm other countries saying, do with yeah, their lives i'm saying that to say that in terms of like harry saying it's not her and it's not prince philip i can kind of see like i i i'm not i don't basically i'm not turning around in my mind my mind's not saying oh harry you're chatting yes like it's no, I get that. Yeah. I just, I just don't think it's. I think people are again. It's the, it's the white. What's the white explaining? Whatever yeah. we want to call it. Like, oh, but it was innocent, you know. Well, it, I think it's not. It, yeah, it's nice and innocent when someone says, "Oh, can I touch your hair? I've never felt that texture hair before." Oh, let's me, let me touch. Like, it's still, yeah. You might have felt it's innocent, but it's not called for. That's yeah. my point. It's not called for to to comment on those things or to even have that as an interesting, as an interest. But you said earlier 
there's no such thing as casual homophobia. There's no such thing yeah. as casual anti-Semitism. <laughs> why is there suddenly casual curious racism? Oh, I'm just curious. And also, I well, mean, why should we? Why should we even be accepting of that? Why should that be a thing that is just like we should just accept exactly? I'm sorry, but we need to root this thing out because exactly, if you even allow the seed to still exist, exactly, it can cause problems. Like I'm not trying to be gaslit or normalized. Like I'm not. If anyone dares to ask me what color skin our child will be, like I don't know what I'll do because it's uh, there is no there isn't a world where there is acceptable question. It doesn't. It doesn't mean it. Why is that meaningful to you to ask? Yeah. I just look. I guess the the teachable moment from this is. I hope that this just draws a line in the sand, and no one's gonna ask like anyone how dark their child is gonna. I am over. Like, I hope so. I hope we I, never I, hear I, it. Hopefully, this makes it clear that that's not an okay <laughs> question to ask. Especially they've when, done us a favor on yeah, two fronts now. Not yeah. don't trust the media. Because, like fully yeah. and hopefully we you and i don't get these stupid questions <laughs> and also the weatherman alex um on mm-hmm. on good morning britain talking about i didn't realize like um he was saying that as a mixed race yeah. yeah as a mixed race person you get that question because um people, no he said that gone. people feel more comfortable being more open with their views to what it's like you're yeah. i can imagine it's like they see him as like in on it yeah he's because yeah you're 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 a little bit black but you can understand where i'm coming from too as a white person yeah it's just yeah so you can you can uh, yeah you can see you probably have a little bit racism in you too because you're a bit white and you'll get you'll you'll laugh at the joke i'm about to tell you at the expense of black people failing to understand that if they're mixed race more times than none they're politicized as black and treated as treated as a black person the Metropolitan Police does not <laughs> decide, oh, you're mixed race, okay, I'll yeah. let you go. You know, it, like it, his experience is as a black person. H- her experience, I know you, you, what you said, you know, being white passing. Um, and that's not, I don't slight, know, by the I don't way. know I mean, her experience, visually. but I think clearly based on the media coverage, you could argue she too is politicized as black. Like yeah. this is, this is, you know, she can't just pass as, as she pleases. Um, it's really sad, man. It, it, it's again, I just going back. It's it's like, it's like society has moved on and is ready to move on and wants to progress, but then there's these mega forces that just want to drag things back, mm-hmm. or like want to make it into a big issue, or maybe they're just causing like this division and rancor just for the for the hell of it, so that they can make money along the way. Like it's. It's pathetic. Like, I just... And the thing, the issue, I, I guess my my closing thoughts on this as far as race goes is that um, we're never going to be done with this conversation. We're never going to come to a clear understanding because you're either on the camp that believes that race and race issues are as much a lived experience as they are an evidence-based, you know, experience or evidence-based outcomes, right? that you can track these things quantitatively or you can um you know that you can you can trace back the the history of racism and see how it's now fed into institutionalized racism and etc etc right that's all great but the thing that you can't pin down so much is the lived experience is that you when you have an experience you don't know 
when you have an encounter with someone who asks you that question, oh, what's, what color is your skin chart? What color is your skin chart? What color skin is your child or, or whatever, right? But you walk away from, from that encounter, not necessarily knowing if that was about, you know, a curiosity or a concern, right? And this is the issue, is that they came away from that encounter and they didn't feel right in their and spirit. And they didn't feel like, right in their spirit. But we can't we can't know and, and the person that said it, we don't know if they were I quote curious or quote concerned. But I think when it comes to racism, the the issue of microaggressions and, you know, these covert yeah. racist actions That's a clear it's so hard of how, to pin that down yeah. and say, Oh, the it's media slippery. coverage she experienced was because of her race yeah. or the way that her her son was treated, the titles being stripped, his security being stripped, etc. That was because of racism. We can't know that all for sure because and the thing is, it's so the, covert. Think about this, Sophia. So that this is now like in the public domain. Everyone's discussing it. How many people that have now experienced that in the past are now remembering that moment and they're going, wait a second, like... Mm-hmm. That it's that it's there's so much, d- and the thing is too. So again, you're either sympathetic to that, so you're either basically <laughs> doing the work. <laughs> I love how we said that. Yeah, in the interview. that was that was funny was when like, it was like doing the I'm work. I'm doing the work. In my like, mind, okay. I was like, yo, like okay. Like, he's always been down. Like his his whole demeanor and stuff. But he's, he said he said. <laughs> I've been doing the work, but until you're with somebody and yeah. you see and you walk in her shoes and you see life through her lens, it's you, everything becomes crystal clear, right? Uh, paraphrasing, that's basically what he said. And that, you know, you're either down, you either get it and you're doing the work and you understand that a lived experience is more nuanced and it's harder to pin down, it's harder to, to put evidence to it, etc. right? That the, the things that you experience as a black person is going to be different because of the color of your skin, right? But then there's the other camp, which is like, well, unless it's on paper, unless it's evidence, I don't, it doesn't exist. And I feel like there's this, this is the issue of racism. I feel like there's this, especially in Britain need like, and I don't, this is like a proper reach. I I concede this, but because we live in a um, like capitalist um, society and stuff that favors numbers and growth and quantitative, um, data and stuff like it needs to be written down like I feel like there isn't much value given to qualitative examples or qualitative experiences it's it's always like can this be documented can this be like proved without like beyond all reasonable doubt do you get what I'm saying yeah it's like, I feel like when it comes to oppression it's difficult because you could say the same thing for sexism yeah. so you know if if you can evidence that in a in a in company x they pay the women in the same role seventy percent mm. of what they pay the men, right? That and that's evidence based, and that's something that is being tracked and can be evidence and can be proven. Versus, I was called into a meeting with my boss, and he asked me out for drinks later, mm. etc. Right? And this and the Me Too movement, it, it, it's touching on these covert actions, these ways in which women are made to feel uncomfortable based on the power dynamics within their workplace or based on um, the encounters they have in the street, the cat calls they experience. Like I can't, I can't evidence to you all the ways that I've experienced sexism. I can tell you the times that I've been 
that like are, I guess, formative or like, you know, this on this date at this time I was assaulted, right? But I can't tell you, because I've lost count of how many times and I've been catcalled well, and like harassed. And hearing, does that make sense? Yeah, just hearing that as well, like it doesn't make it any less valuable or it doesn't make it any less important than something that can be evidenced. But like, this is, but it, but it can though, yeah. and that's my point. Is it depends what camp you're on. If you're on a camp that believes women and believes black people when they say that they've experienced racism, sexism, etc., yeah. then you don't need to hear what, at what time, at what date, or whatever, whatever, right? And actually, it's it's re-victimizing as well, right? When yeah. you're expecting somebody to come forward again and evidence again all of the things they've experienced, it's hard enough living through that as as a as a person of color, as a woman, etc. So there's that going. But the other side of the coin is, you know, this idea that you, it's just a lived experience. I, I, do you want me to tally up all the ways that I've experienced sexism in, in my life? Yeah. You know, I, are you expecting black wrong. people yeah. to carry around a notepad and tally up and, and get the phone number of the person that called them a, a slur on the street or whatever it might be? Um, or even the ways that, you know, it's again, it, it, in this country, it's so subtle. We've talked about this before on, on previous podcasts. In the British context, we're talking about colonial history. We're talking about the ways in which like, the the institutions in this country like put, put black people in certain boxes for their convenience at certain times. And you, you know, you're British up to a point and, you know, you belong here, but only in certain roles. Uh, you know, and I don't know, I'm not really articulating myself very well, but just to say that, you know, this country is, it is in deep denial. We've talked about this. They're in deep denial of how of how racist and bigoted we are. Um, and as part of that denial, the racism that plays out is so covert, it's so subtle. Um, and you've talked about this too. And we've debated too the idea of what subtle really means because racism is racism doesn't matter what how it's coming out it's there's something subtle about it you know what i feel i feel like um it's i feel like people have good intentions and i i feel like it's not that like yes there's denial 100 percent. i'm i'm with that but i think it's like we're accepting and we're allowing ourselves to constantly fall over and fall foul like i don't feel like there's enough of an urgency to get this thing right and to make it a thing of the past mm -hmm. like if that make like and mm -hmm. like whenever like there's conversations like this are oh, this is uncomfortable it's double down theories, well yeah i mean it's, take it's take this comment about the baby dissonance like it's <sighs> yeah i mean there's comment about about archie everyone's saying have oh let's find out who said it and then we can point fingers at them failing yeah. to recognize that how many of you lot have asked that yeah exactly like it's not about <laughs> this is a, a game cultural against thing. you now and, and that's the problem like and going back to the last we episode deflect. like this is just like a culture war type situation because now you're going to split people into two camps where you got one side where people are anti-racism and they they want to stamp it out at all accords and then you got the other side that now want to protect the the fabric of this is society yeah and but this is my for the someone in the royal family to even be accused of being racist this is my problem like, is there's just... a direct correlation between those two camps and people that believe a lived experience yeah. and people that go through what aboutism and they they say well if it's not evidence then it doesn't exist this is my point yeah and 
we uh, we that's why i said we're never going to figure this out we're not going to solve the issue because we're always going to have that tug of that tug of war the only the only thing that, until we stop believing yeah. black people when they say they've experienced racism and so we start believing them and and seeing the trend this is the thing there's if there's a trend the, the only thing i was going to say and this is a double-edged sword and i don't know how this fits into this this massive web that we've weaved the whole um innocent until proven guilty notion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there is that, like, I, I don't want to set this, like, da- not dangerous president, but, like, this president of, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm tying myself in knots and I know I am. um What's the word? Like, yes, black peeps need to be believed, like, and hopefully moments like this will wake people up to it. um But I feel like I'm proper messing up here. I'm, what? Like, I'm not messing up. I'm just. It's. I'm not. I don't want to say this. That's what I'm saying. Go and say it. No, it's it's that whole thing of like, because um, quantitative data is is valued more so because it's clear and it can be evidence rather than qualitative stuff. So our natural default is innocent until proven guilty. Do you get what I'm saying? And I feel like people have then manipulated that whole notion and that whole mantra and stuff mm-hmm. and then are demanding that you prove it and then that's when we get into these well that's the thing cycles. that's exact that's yeah. right we're saying the same thing that's that's the problem with racism is in it's this country high, yeah, in this country slippery. is that okay well you need to prove it yeah. well i can't tell i can only say i can only tell you how it felt i can only tell you what was said i can only tell you what i heard what was said to me what i you know whatever it's like you can it's it becomes a it becomes a you know mine versus your story yeah. it's like a he versus she type thing and this is I, this I is why particularly in the workplace it's so it's it's so kind of you know like you read this you read the book think like a white man like this talk it talks about this that when you go when you're pulled into a meeting with hr and you know the there's you've been there's all kinds of things around black women are often accused of bullying in the workplace that they get called up on it or for being aggressive or yeah for being a bully and it's like you can't i can't prove to you as a black woman that i'm not a bully i can only say that i was i stood up for myself in the meeting there's someone called someone said something rude and i stood up for myself now you're trying to tell me i'm aggressive like it's it's that kind of stuff that it's like well it's just a it's just a he versus she type story yeah. i can't what do you want me to do about it how I, how look, what kind of evidence should i, I bring the fact that you get caught up in in all these knots and all these webs and stuff like it just like if if it's not already clear racism is very very like slippery it's yeah it's it's not just like the like the vicious attacks like i think this version this type of racism is the worst because it's your left it's like your it's that it's like that famous scene in Get Out where he sat on the couch and he's like and mm-hmm. falling into the sunken place and he's like gripping the couch and stuff. Like you're it's like you're trapped and you're you you're experiencing an injustice, but then you have no voice to voice that exactly. injustice. Exactly. That, exactly. That's, that's the, because that's if you the huge... and even if you did say something, yeah. you it turns on you. You're now the yeah. aggressor, you're now the bully, you're, you're now or you're so you're the in so deep that you you're you can't afford to to voice yourself exactly it's 
And and, and like, this is, to be honest, you've just explained Megan's story from start yeah. to. You basically just explain exactly what's happened and, to her. And also, as well, again, going back to why this whole interview was valid, and I'm glad that they did it in hindsight, even though it was a bit like, yeah, maybe this is family business, but to me, that's like bondage and stuff, and I need to break that. But I I feel like this has provided a platform across so many issues because mm-hmm. it was so wide and so varying like for people to it connected with so many people were like with different experiences that they may have gone through so for example people that have experienced racism people that have gone through serious mental um traumas and and mental health issues and then when they want to voice it and express it to family members are not believed or yeah like it it's it it has spoken to so many like it's covered so many aspects of the human experience that like uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm. Whether you hate them or you like them, like I'm grateful that they did that interview, because I feel like it can now provide a platform or for, uh, provide like a case study for people to point to when they're trying to express themselves, and hopefully yeah. it can help unlock, um, well, yeah, a lot of people from whatever situation they're going through, man. Like it's, it's. But again, like going, I mean, going into the mental health stuff, like why think about the amount of manipulation that that we've been fed that we don't even believe a black woman when she's saying that she's suicidal like that's how how much more do you want her to like what more do you want her to say or do to prove or, or like why are we assuming she's lying when that's the case like it just it's just like it shows the amount of damage that's been done in public opinion of her that She's saying something so serious, and and I think there was a, a tweet going around or something around um, you know, Megan Megan's not gonna see all of you lot saying that she's lying and not telling yeah. the truth about being suicidal. She wasn't even oblivious about some of these news stories. But your which friend sounds kind of sweet as well. Your friend is, and your friend and your family members are gonna see you slating her, and and those people who may also be suicidal yeah. are not gonna come to you for help because they've seen that how. Um, how dismissive you are of someone who imagine claims how, that they were imagine suicidal. Imagine how Megan's mum feels. We don't even get to see that. Like, she must be, like, imagine seeing your daughter going through all of this. Like, it's... Yeah. Just... But I, my point is, like, you know, we... I don't know, like, just the amount of work that's been done to, to assassinate her character um, is evident by the fact that you know she's saying that she's suicidal and there's a substantial number of people saying nah you're lying about that you're yeah. lying about that this is another opportunity for you to what be a gold digger whatever whatever and people also, are saying you know why that's dangerous as well it's not even just about her so imagine it's like people are watching other people doing this to her saying that you're yeah, lying yeah and then if you're feeling the... suicidal you're not gonna come yeah, forward yeah exactly it's you're gonna, not it's gonna just... ask for help because you've seen how everyone's coming for her name yeah and I get, and the maddest thing is the pe- like there's this like weird constellation of people that if you're against Megan then you're you're probably against Greta Thunberg mm-hmm. you probably are sympathetic to Trump and you probably are anti-lockdown and you are probably also one of those people that are claiming that mental health is suffering because of lockdown. And then you now want to come against her. Who was suicidal yeah, when like, she was just, in her own lockdown yeah. and she left the house twice <laughs> in four months. And then the cherry on top of the cake is the royal family, like over the past like year or two. Have been have going been, on and on about uh, mental uh, health. Yeah, it's just... 
going on and on about mental health and you were bigging it up. Oh my God, Kate and William, such great calls. Yeah, da, da, da. And here's a woman saying, I was suicidal and I asked for help and I didn't get any. And Harry himself was saying, I didn't ask for help for her because I was ashamed, because I was worried about what would be said, blah, blah, blah. Like, this, these are real issues. And everyone's saying, well, she's lying. She can't be, she can't be telling the truth about that. I mean, it again, you, how can this not be about race, in my view? Because the, the family themselves go on and on about mental health. Mm. And this is the only person of color in the entire family. And she's screaming for help and she's it's going a, to different people yeah. for it. And then everyone, everyone's now, not everyone, I keep saying everyone. People are now saying, well, you know, they have a mental health campaign. She should have, she could have, she could have leveraged her relationships, blah, blah, blah. Like she said, she told you she tried. She told you. I and, guarantee the, and the institution probably, told yeah. her it's not. They were, yeah, they were probably thinking, oh, we can't have you going. Like the news We can't have you going to a mental like, institution or rehab. Weak, no. <sighs> and then it's like one That's of those... easy to believe that they would yeah. not let her go check into a place to get to to get mental health help yeah. because it doesn't it you know it doesn't perpet like what's the word doesn't portray a unified you know great family does it that someone's having to check in somewhere for, for professional help yeah but you know and then also as well um like <laughs> It's what I just keep going back to those those men in grey suits or whoever's providing this advice is is flopping. And it also reminds me of, you know, when companies come out with like sustainability goals or like some <laughs> sort of like um, ESG, like environmental social program or some sort. And like it's it's the, they just want the new story and the good PR, but then they're not actually following through in mm -hmm. terms of like how they practice as an organisation. Like this, For real. this should have been... Everyone that's in the royal household connected to it should have undergone some sort of training. I don't care. This is not just a young person's thing. Even yeah, if yeah, you yeah. are in your 70s or your 90s or, or however old you are, like everyone need, like, needs yeah. mental health training like or but be aware of it at the very least. They, you know, this, she's saying this stuff. So she's saying, look, I need help. All that stuff. Oh, sorry. Another. And she doesn't get it she's told to suck it up or whatever it might be i think that's that speaks volumes as far as um the fact that we haven't learned from the past which harry talks about as far as his mother who also dealt with mental health struggles i, I was too young to, i was sorry i was going to quickly say i was too young to like maybe comprehend what was going on but i believe there was an inquest after diana passed mm -hmm. And like lessons were like there was supposedly learned yeah. right. So you've got this nation nationwide campaign about mental health heads together, whatever it's called. Um, you've got senior members of the royal family going on and on about it. Meanwhile, you've got somebody that's actually calling for help internally, wants wants to receive help, and is told no, that won't look good, right? So you haven't learned from the past, but also you're. What did Jesse J say? It's okay not to be okay, like. <laughs> Are we, I mean, are we letting I don't those know words if that was quoted, but, but <laughs> the other thing that bothers me about it is that, yeah, so obviously you haven't learned from the past, you haven't, you're not living by the values that you purport, right? But the, the other thing too is that, uh, we talked about this anyway, but the, just that Harry himself in the interview is talking about the fact that he can now see life through her lens yeah. and can see how she is treated differently and whilst he got therapy and he was allowed to get help 
mental health help, right? And he talks about that. She wasn't. She wasn't allowed. You know what's, you know what's so actually, again, yeah. I ask the question: How is this not about race? And he asks that same question. He he believes that a lot of this treatment was about race. Also, as well, can I just say, in terms of like modernization of the royal family and stuff, they've really, 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 really messed up and fumbled the bag here. In the in the that's worst what I said before. They had an way. opportunity because, to yeah they, yeah. they had an opportunity because like think about it they could have learned from this young couple's experience they had them within their ranks so they could have been feedbacking Mm -hmm. like giving feedback in terms of how they're dealing with everything what Mm -hmm. needs to change and again like what we assume the queen or the institution what the the royal family is supposed to do which is set the tone Mm -hmm. like they could have been like okay look we've seen what's what megan has gone through firsthand and we're not with it like yeah. we're gonna do x y and z or we think this needs to change into society like they, but here's the thing too if you want like, to go back to that evidence so again people go well, how is this about race how can you know if it's about race yeah. well thankfully there is some evidence around mental health and how black people are disproportionately affected by yeah. mental health disproportionately institutionalized in mental health institutions disproportionately seeking mental uh, dealing with depression and anxiety so mental health conditions affect black people more in this country okay she's living in this country she's dealing with a hell of a lot of stress she's pregnant she's suicidal she's asking for help no one's giving it to her it it beggars belief why that happened right but the i think the point is that this isn't anything new yeah the black black people ask for help do not receive it black people disproportionately are affected by these issues and do not receive that support in their workplace in their communities the government right like this isn't something that is catered for Mm. right and then you ask the question well how why is it that black people are disproportionately why do they get you know affected by those things well it opens up that that floodgate around the lived again the lived experience of black people in this country and people of color in this country that have to deal with a hell of a lot of bs that the likes of me don't get to see because we are veiled from it we don't have to live that life we don't have to walk in those shoes we skip over a hell of a lot of nonsense and when you are dealing with racism on a daily basis or on a regular basis, it grates you. And I, I can only speak from my education and what I see through your eyes and through other people close to me. But it's like when you know, you know, right? When you know the the kinds of BS that, that black people deal with, you're not surprised when they, you know, when the stats come out that they're disproportionately affected. But if you don't know, then you don't know, right? And I think she is just, her story is one of many of, you know, people that are affected by mental health issues in in part because of racism, because Mm. of what they deal with. And then they ask for help and due to many factors not being believed, their, their culture or their community not supporting mental health or believing it's not a worthy cause to pursue. Um, but also the lack of funding and opportunity to to get help for it it's a it's a shit show so you know i think it's a this story is a microcosm for me uh you know of the broader issue we have in this country around how racism can impact one's mental health um you know in ways that you know i guess a, a 
maybe a comparable example is you know women that have been sexually assaulted dealing with ptsd like you're just disproportionate like if you've dealt with assault trauma aoc queen aoc talked about this as um on her instagram live as part of capital rights that she is a victim of yeah. uh, survivor of, of sexual assault and trauma compounds trauma when you deal with one situation that's traumatic the next situation you come into you don't know how you're going to cope or deal Wait, with it and your to... mental health compounds and it gets it gets worse and it gets and it gets complicated and convoluted depending on the life experience you have and when i heard that that's that that resonated with me from as a as a woman from a woman's perspective yeah. so just you know use your imagination folks <laughs> you can see how if you're dealing with racism that can maybe come up with the same like just, <laughs> the same outcomes just on that like I, I feel like people are missing out on the on the power of like listening and learning mm. it's it's mm -hmm. it's sad that somebody um like people can are just going, skip are going, to denial well where's the evidence yeah or, and it, the, uh, the worst one i heard today was um that uh she was clearly in a very vulnerable state because of everything she was going through so how can we trust everything that she was saying because it would have affected how she viewed certain situations? I was like, wait, 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 pause. Uh, so now we're we're now victim blaming, and you yeah. can never trust that when if somebody, for example, gets raped. Oh no, we can't trust her versions yeah. of events she, because her it things, was like her it's mind's a bit or, blurry. Or yeah. If like, uh, 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 mate, I, I, let me not uh, even. Uh, but look, the main the main point that I'm actually trying to make is is that I feel like there's this fountain of knowledge you could have learnt from her first hand you could have then ran it through your your PR it, your team, PR yeah, team yeah, yeah. and like and leveraged it I'm not, not to be you know like a and, heartless bitch about yeah. it but like you could have leveraged that story to impact yeah. your relationships with the commonwealth they could have reset you know, their relationship those, with those the, holes that, that, that whole kind of messaging and they yeah. could have rewrote the, the terms of that it's so called invisible contract by like saying we're not gonna put up with this crap anymore we're gonna take the country with us and you little loony yeah. idiots in this the is, press can either like it or so lump right. it. This is this is I think you've touched on the you've hit the nail on the head with this. The royal family missed a trick because they had an opportunity to evolve and they wrongly, And to consolidate power, arguably. And to cons <laughs> exactly to evolve, to 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 actually gain a, a better reputation and become more relevant if they actually move with the black woman and the times. Yeah. But they wrongly believed that maintaining good relationships with the media was more was, important. Was going to help yeah. them stay relevant and help them do that. And I what they even, didn't yeah. anticipate, maybe it was naive, but yeah. what they didn't anticipate was that the media themselves are institutionally racist and we look Megan's yeah, not the we only haven't one. even really opened that kind of worms we, yet either, we haven't like, even gone into <laughs> all of the I mean I keep, the thing that's coming up in my mind is all the um articles they do around footballers when yeah. fo when black footballers buy houses for their mums they're rich spoiled kids but when white footballers buy houses for their mums you know they're heroes and yeah. whatever I mean it's a, Megan's not the only one guys like yeah. you know this is one this is a, this is the normal thing right but I think yeah, that's they they basically hitched their wagon to the wrong, to the wrong horse. Big time, like truly fumbled the bag. They fumbled. <laughs> they truly fumbled, they fumbled it. it. Like they it, yeah. I'm I'm. But do you want to? And before we close, like, do you have any last thoughts or anything that you? Wanna... Yeah, I think we kind of, you know I think keep an open mind as far as you know what 
what we're what we're hearing and what we're seeing from the media that I'm just I can't believe I even took those narratives in even in support of of that couple and their moves I was like I, I can't believe that I was got that's my first learning and the second learning just I, I think is that you know you can't know until you know you don't know until you know you uh, around the issue of race like it's it is hard to pin down it is a lived experience it's death it's a death by a thousand cuts yeah so you know asking somebody it's like it's like you said re-victimization asking somebody to pinpoint that particular time and that particular morning when this was said or that sentence was whatever whatever it's you're missing the point the point is that it's death by a thousand cuts that it's a it's a perception of who you are as a person of color and the way you are treated generally speaking is different the way you are if you're if you're a famous person or you know in the royal family of course the way you're reported on is different and that's that's clear in the in the reporting we can see the side by sides but i think you can then use your imagination to see what those conversations may have been behind closed doors when she was seeking help when she was asking them to say the truth you know when she was asking them to to protect her and defend her child um the the decisions made around her child's title the decisions made around the couple and you know their future in the world fact like you can use your imagination to see how that might have been colored by race. and i'm not making assumptions and saying it was all about race i don't want to be that guy um but you know I, I don't think we should be so quick to to say well unless it's on paper it doesn't exist because that's not that's not yeah. how racism works that's not how sexism works i wish there you was know? some sort of middle way like as i said like i know there's the whole innocent till proven guilty but I also feel like that's being abused in the same way. Yeah. Um, just quickly and truly quickly, because we, we do need to wrap this up um, to respect people's time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's actually been a good one and I could still probably talk for another hour. Where do you think this all goes? Like, because as we no, said, what did you learn? What? You haven't answered. Well, I still want to know where do you think yeah, this goes. Yeah, I'll think about my answer while you answer. Well, uh, in terms of what I learned, like the whole, <laughs> like I'm not immune to the influence of the press because for real that that um, I feel ashamed. Same, uh, like, same. Genuinely, I'm I feel like, a deep damn, sense I of shame. Did I fall for that? Because Am I part like, of the problem? It's, it's you know when you don't want to be that super paranoid person that's like question Conspiracy, everything, conspiratorial, or, yeah, right? But. It, it was deeply unsettling to know that I was forming my opinion based on not a fact, but just a lie. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter that I didn't completely go along with or didn't take the yeah. bait. But just the fact that I engaged with it and I believed that to be tr- the... the, the st- even not even like reading, you know, a yeah. bunch of 10 articles and critiquing, not yeah. even going that deep, just the general narrative... Yeah. Yeah. just that that the I, general narrative that like we supported but it wasn't even it made true. me feel like they've got us sedated that's like it. That's honestly it. it it made me feel like that and it like now you know when and you then see what those it little, did was it yeah. count it counted on your like you said on the culture war it counted on where depending on where you lean if you if you're anti that couple you yeah. tend to be pro-trump you tend to be this and that and that yeah. so so they're just presenting the general narrative and then you just fall into whatever bucket you fall into and we fell into a bucket here's us thinking we were exempt and we're critiquing shit and we're you know but no we fall into just the left bucket yeah it's just <laughs> you know? it's not even phew, i'm i'm, I'm Mad. that that i'm unhappy about i'm very like 
very very unhappy about that i am mm. and i don't know what active steps i can take but i'm going to hopefully god willing do something about that one um <laughs> and then yeah just the next one is as well is like um yeah that institution <laughs> i don't know if there's anything that can can be done from a public polite point of view in terms of putting pressure on it but Mm. like if yeah we need to bro i've been saying get rid of them there's some dinosaurs that haven't quite gone extinct yet but again the royal family i i and like they said the royal family's trapped and they can't they can't speak and blah 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 do you know how But i just feel like well then why the why the you know how deep it was today on my lunch break i was researching the the english civil wars in like the 1600s just so i can get a grip (laughs) of how we even got to this because I wanted to understand the dynamics between because I, I remember Oliver Cromwell and all of this stuff like I, I, it didn't really sink in like um, mm-hmm. when I was a kid in the year and I, I, as soon as I could drop history I dropped it but I, I, I wanted to go back to the roots of, of all of this when did the sovereign lose this much power because mm. it doesn't make any sense to me because the idea of a king or a queen to me is this like supreme type being that's like maybe like as high as it gets as a human being and i'm from what i'm seeing i'm seeing a powerless person that's being pushed about yeah and deluding themselves into thinking they're god god given you know chosen chosen by god to do to fulfill this duty to perpetuate colonialism (laughs) and other and other wrongs um and they believe that you know they're doing something good out of that i mean i I, i've said it before i'm not going to label the point but the royal family um, there is no reason for them to exist, let alone thrive. I'm not, well, I, I'm not quite there yet on on. I on mean, that. like, and check I'm in not... with your home country <laughs> and come <laughs> yeah. back to me. I'm not, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, my, I've. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> like, I still firmly believe there needs to be, in terms of like the checks and balances on on Parliament, there needs to be something above it like it can't we've said that before we've said that before it can't just surely the solution is not boris johnson totally agree you know the buck doesn't shouldn't stop with boris johnson yeah exactly that like there needs to be someone holding his feet but that's kind of what's happening anyway it's just we're we're deluded to believe that the queen steps she doesn't step in she doesn't do anything and we're paying and we're paying for them so that you know i Anyway, take take all, and that's the thing that's that's really cruel as well. Is everyone's constantly p- pointing fingers at Harry and Meghan and what was paid for and the wed the cost of the wedding, the cost of the cottage. No one bats an eyelid for every single other royal family yeah, member. And there's a lot of them. No one bats an eyelid, but as soon as it again, it's just I'm just saying, why is it only them that we seem to have a problem with? Why? Yeah. What's the differentiator? That exactly, she's American, yeah. what, that what, she's black. What, what could be different? What else yeah. could be different? It's, ugh, mate. You know? But and, okay, and she repaid, they repaid it all. <laughs> yeah, like, they yeah, could okay, have done with that money as well. Like, they need and now, <laughs> they said in the thing, oh, you know, we got married three days before privately. And I thought, oh, that's so sweet. We yeah. did that too, you know? Yeah. And everyone's like, not everyone, I keep saying everyone. And people are like, oh, okay, so we paid 32 mil for a wedding. That Where's our money for that? That's like, oh my God, No, really? just on that, Come by on. the way, I saw the stats. That wedding, it cost 40, 42 million or whatever. But in terms of how much it added to the economy, it added 680 billion. 
um, now eighty million. 80, yeah, not million, billion, billion, billion. Would have been insane. But yeah, like in terms of like merchandise, I know, that but it was doesn't sold, matter. That's my point. People it never coming matters. to restaurants around Windsor. It never people matters. People flying in. Like, do you that, do you know that was a net positive? Like for sure, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. They just <laughs> will always point fingers and say they they're money hungry, stealing from us. We're taxpayers. Blah blah. You never say that when it's about like, every other member, including including Prince Andrew, who has evidenced as being having sex with minors and going partying on Jeffrey Epstein's perverted island like we're not ge- we're not keeping the same energy yeah. that's that's just and it, you have to ask yourself why you know all right what so is Sophia, what is the common look, denominator here before we go on like for another hour as i said we can uh, keep going where like how do you see this thing panning out because this is bro, this, this, this is a bombshell i said to you before like it's not it gonna change what bothers me is it's not gonna change they have to double down to preserve their their whole thing they have to double down and make it a us versus we us versus them type thing you know they're wrong they lied we're right you know, blah, blah, that they have no choice as the royal family, as the institution. I would like to see them clean up house, get rid of that, all of those bad advisors, you know, I'd like to see them eventually, what's the word, um, uh, disintegrate <laughs> and become no more and just become citizens and normal. And I, that's what I'd like to see. I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to clutch at straws. They're going to continue to play with the media to maintain to maintain some semblance of of you know reputation power relevance whatever you want to call it um in the mean in the meantime they're going to have to keep keep making sure that they you know get their bag get their security get their spotify deals <laughs> keep their privacy like do do you at this point like you know they're not out of the woods either because the, the the real shame is every time they speak ever again, they're gonna face this backlash every single time. I think like they, they won't be able to really ever live in peace. I feel like they need to do some like I in terms of what I think needs to happen. I think on the Meghan and Harry side, um, obviously they've got their new daughter to look forward to. So like, congrats to them on that side of things. But I I do think like. I feel like who am I to talk? I feel like they need to get moving with the charity work and stuff because you know they were saying yeah, that just let still, the work speak for itself. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think they need to just put their head down and prove that they they are still about that life yeah. and about bringing positive change and and all of that. Like, because it's all good. You've got your your story out now, but I I hope that they can. I don't know. Like, I hope they can build some sort of platform so that they can be a conduit to 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 do good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that time will tell on that one. But then, in terms of like, yeah, the institution, clean house, fire like everyone, bring everybody, in, like bring in some non-corrupt consultancy firm and just like <laughs> bring in BCG. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Real I mean, talk, they no, get paid yeah. enough by the government. It's, it's Why a, not? It's a, it's a restructure. It's like, a restructure, <laughs> like, big time. The needed. way HR just turn them away like that <laughs> i love how they're investigating bullying claims but they're not going to investigate any of this so that's yeah. interesting yeah that that needs to just can i also just say i saw oprah again queen oprah talk about um the difference between privacy and intrusion so everyone again coming for them saying oh if you want privacy and you you know fled to los angeles to live your hollywood life why are you going on 
the record saying this stuff don't you want privacy privacy is consensual right so they're public figures they can't avoid that they're public yeah. figures he was born into it okay and they she married into it so they are public figures they kind of have to for the, like at least for this instance get their truth out that's that was important to them they didn't take a penny mm-hmm. and they wanted to say their truth and we may never hear from them again but everyone's saying why are you even talking in the first place it's it's unrealistic to expect them to go go into a hovel and never speak again when they're public figures and they have public work to do yeah. right but the other thing too is that privacy and intrusion are very different what was happening to them their their location being disclosed their security being taken away from them the media and the royal family somehow coming up with their location and you know all this sort of stuff it's intrusive and all of the reports about them was intrusive and they've won both legal claims against the mail on sunday and the sun or whoever it was so that legally speaking they've always been on the right side of history as, as as part of that that they've they've proved time and again that what happens to them is intrusive and they're allowed to go on a public platform and speak as much as they're comfortable with on their terms in a particular time or period um whilst maintaining their privacy that's you know being a private family and and person means not doing anything public Right, and I think it's really hard for us to sort of reconcile this. We're not celebrities, so we can't really empathise with it. But if you were on the other side of it, you would want to try and find a way to have both. And it's not about having a cake and eating it too, but it's saying, you know, like we can't expect musicians or comedians or whatever to to go on stage and then never hear from them again because they have to do promo, they have to do all this like weird stuff. It's hard. It's it's you could, I don't know. It's hard to fathom that since when does doing a movie mean that you need to follow me around my neighborhood when I'm going to get a coffee? When did that become normal? Yeah. Right? When did that become normal that that a film star is like suddenly we're allowed to like know where they live and, and you know, weird stalkers send them fan mail and you know, like all of these, it's just the lengths people go to, um, to invade their privacy just because they're a public figure, I think we have to... It just raises questions for me around what lines we're drawing here. Yeah. And we, and we can't just have this, like, cut and dry rule that, well, you said you wanted privacy, so we should never... You, we should never hear from you again? What are we saying, you know? I'm, I'm sorry. if Like, for me, if I hear someone chat, talk that privacy talk, I, it just, like... It, I, uh, yeah. I don't it know just, the answer. And I, I haven't really articulated it very it well, but I don't know where I stand fully, fully on it, but... I don't know, I'm building, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just feel like a little bit more sympathetic than just like, well, you should fall off the face of the earth then if you don't want to have. Also as well, it's people like, think you know, if people you're... that do music and do film yeah. and do the, are in the creative industry, they didn't ask to be, like, it, it, it just comes with the job for yeah. some reason, for some weird reason, it comes with the job now that when you have a hit record or a hit movie, suddenly your privacy it's is the now parameters for success like question. how much money can you generate and how many people can you touch and stuff like it's well the, yeah and it, then the, whereas, the next level yeah. like we own kind of circle, going full circle is like well so now you're in you now you're a public figure because of the job you do and don't get me wrong there's a bunch of people in that industry that just want to be famous i totally get that too yeah. but 
So say you're a public figure now because of the job you do and you're getting, now the paparazzi are on you, they're following your kids, all this kind of shit. And then you now are so famous or you have so much attention that you now need to pay for security. Now raises the question, like now your actual security is at risk yeah. that you need to now ha- be able to make enough money to pay for security. So what, what, what do you want them to do? They have to do the Spotify deal. They have to put themselves out there. They have to, because they have to pay for, we it's like lo- this like vicious cycle, <laughs> have you seen it's weird. How, um, people are throwing up the the clip of when Harry met up with- um, Disney. Bob Iger, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the Disney guy. And <laughs> I'm seeing the memes about Harry was hustling. Trying to and, hook it up. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's crazy. And it took the last thought that I want to leave again, people with. Again, he wasn't born, he was yeah. born into it. Yeah. I'm like, he spent time in the army. Like he, he's, he's for all intents and purposes, a normal guy yeah. that was like, just trying to live his life. He's always expressed disdain for the media, always. He's dealt with immense trauma because of what happened to his mum because of this whole yeah. thing. I don't think he wants to participate in the media too much, if I'm honest, yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's at the end of the day he's a public figure it's and he what has it a is. platform and hopefully he has a platform and they want to do some good yeah. with it exactly i guess the last thought that i want to leave i just don't know why we need to know their yeah. address exactly the last I, that, that's that I where leave people yeah. with is the whole thing of like i feel like this has shown me like <laughs> no amount of money can insulate you man like <laughs> from from the well apparently a hundred mil spotify deal cam no, but I mean, no. on Netflix, that can no, pay I for mean, your security. No, I mean, like mentally, like not, oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's there's not a, the amount of money that you can put on your mental Tyler health, Perry. Like... A friendship with Tyler Perry can. <laughs> 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 they can, he can sort like, you out in a time of need. He, the human experience is the human experience, man. At all levels, it doesn't like. <clears throat> there's no escaping it. And that's that's what I get from this, and just the people because can be even cruel, like man. even without all of the money, like how many people do you know out there that have like a toxic family that control bro like, every? Do you get what I'm saying? It, it bro, it's a there's there's a lot of universalities in this man. It's just, and I feel like people feel like uh you can be mean to them and stuff and dehumanize them because they've got x amount of money and x amount of fame. Like it doesn't yeah. work like that. They they still go through. Like in their context, it what they're going through is like one of the worst things, and just because they've got money doesn't make it any less yeah like valuable and like and it's the uh, the princess of Dubai, right? She's still I said yeah, Saudi princess Arabia Lef- earlier. Um, I meant Dubai. No, yeah, princess um Latifa. There's some trends here of royal families. Just saying. I I I want to do that. But, uh, let's do that. Like, let's do that's that. That's conflicting. Like, like I don't know. It's. Yeah, it's an interesting story, and I might. I, yeah, it's weird because you think, yeah, princess in Dubai, like, yeah, she's gonna be bawling and stuff, but her story is really sad. She like, is it's rough. Just, it's yeah. My it's all to save face too. Yeah, it's all exactly. to save face. Like, <laughs> and they. I mean, they didn't let Megan leave the house for four months. Yeah, and I mean, there's parallels. There's man. so many. Like, it's all to maintain a certain narrative and. Huh. Yeah, it's scary. In any other situation, if my if my passport and my keys and my and my driver's license were seized and I wasn't allowed to get them back, yeah, like what is that? What I'm is sorry. That? Like I want my passport in the drawer next to me like, or wherever I, I choose to real, put it. For, like, like why, why do I need to give it to the condition? man in a grey suit? To, this is what to, I'm trying to tell you. Like, that's some dick. Like uh. see, 
Again, it's just a weird saying, one, man. Look, McCann, BCG, McKinsey, like I, KPMG, uh, come through. Gartner, like let's go. All of these consulting firms. One of them, I'm sure, is up <laughs> to the job. Do something good with your life. Yeah, can, like they yeah. come on, show up. Just reconfigure that institution, please, because you it's can not see working. an opportunity here for growth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. guys, we'll leave it there. Um. It's bit been of a, real. Yeah, a bit of a long one, but it's, hopefully it's been a good one. We can probably talk about this until midnight. I know, we're not going to, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a part three on the Royal Family, if I'm honest. But yeah, I wasn't expecting to ever talk about the I Royal mean, Family again after that episode. Those CBS adverts were compelling. We yeah. had to. Nah, but yeah, major teachable moments. And yeah, I guess my last thing to you would be, if there's a teachable moment for you, please act on it. Like, we all have our influences. Like, use yours. Oh, man, what Cute. a right. Anyways, thanks, Sophia, and thank you, listeners. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.